Hello everyone and welcome to Fortnite with Freedom Bros. I'm your host, Papa John, and I'm joined by Patrick Freedom O'Boyle. America! Freak yeah! Freak yeah! Oh yeah, man, I was like, I had this whole thing ready, and then Bros. like you laughed so hard that I couldn't, I couldn't even remember what I was gonna say after that. Yeah. Well, this now is we're here. this is need to nerd. This episode is not about Fortnite. It is about <laughs> Dragon Prince season three. Uh, but before we get into that, before we get too far into this, just want to say welcome back, everyone, and uh, Petty B. It looks like, it appears to be, that DeAndre Hopkins will be a Patriot. Oh, is that the case? It, that is that is currently, uh, under certain ESPN people, they are currently negotiating the contract. Hmm, okay. Well, I might, not, I might uh, in two quarterback leagues, uh, Mac Jones might be something it's, interesting. It seems, as far this is, as this is what like... I was going to say. If you want a second quarterback... Mac Jones might be free to pick up. Yeah, you can just actual free, like thirteenth, twelfth round. Yeah. Uh, honestly, like, while I don't believe that DeAndre is a good fit for Mac Jones, uh, just kind of watching Mac Jones in college and like watching his pro career. I don't know. People said that about Tom Brady early in his career too. He learned how to throw the deep ball eventually, um, mm-hmm. and uh, it. it it is true that I mean they just did their huge their huge extension of um, oh my gosh why can't I remember the receiver's name Patty B save me um uh Miami Dolphins former yeah. De- uh, Devontae Parker yeah they just did a huge signing of Parker uh, people are like oh Parker sucked but that's actually not true like when he was on the field he actually was super productive last year um, and also was another deep threat so you have like two deep threats with Juju. And it looks like oh, an yeah. old style Patriots offense now, uh, which will be interesting because Devontae's former coach is also the <laughs> offensive. Oh, DeAndre. Uh, sorry, uh, DeAndre's former coach is the offensive Hopkins. coordinator now. Good old. Yeah, gave him away for a bag of balls. For <laughs> it was uh, with Arizona. That trade. No, was... no, no. That was when he was in Houston when he was good. Oh, oh! You mean two Arizona? I yeah, two Arizona for for um, David Johnson. It was like it was a bad trade. Yeah, it was uh, and it's weird that he got fired. I can't believe he possibly could have been. Which fired which is is so wild because like that was like one of the huge things was that relationship was not great in Houston. So it's so surprising to me that like fences are now mended. And, well, this know, is according to DeAndre the that there's no animosity. Like, he's the one that sure. has been on record saying, like, if I was DeAndre, I wouldn't want to work for this guy ever again. But, right. But, you know. Uh, Anywho. I, I, well, no, no. Before we move on from fantasy football oh. quips, I got to know Dalvin Cook, could could he be the RB2? We might have talked about this last week, but could he be the RB2 that the Cowboys need? Um. You Maybe can't, you can't have two like run, like one single running back in the NFL. It doesn't work. Right, right. Um, and Tony Pollard really last year was at his best when he was splitting carries with Zeke. Now, are the Cowboys going to be willing to give 
Dalvin Cook the money um, that he wants. I mean, he was over... way more productive than Zeke. That's fair, right? And he's a better. But pass like, catcher. we could also maybe sign Zeke for cheaper, right? Like, and and bring him back. That's Ooh. my only thing with like. Do you think that... That Zeke wants to be back in Dallas? I mean, there is something to be said about like, um, like I, I hear a lot of NFL players talk about this on different podcasts where it's um, like you have your routines, like all the different places you go, like being in a place for so long, you kind of build a life there. And like that familiarity is something. So I think they're going to wait until um, training camp, right? Like our, you know, after training camp, see if there's any injuries in camp. Um, you, you know, don't think Zeke was signed somewhere use... before then? No. Oh no. Really? No, they're 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 waiting to to have they like guys like Zeke and Dalvin Cook, you know, they want to be that number one, and so, um, and I I think both I think Dalvin is definitely that, but he just wanted more money than what what the Vikings were willing to pay. Same thing kind of with Zeke. But uh, I, I think it goes Dalvin Zeke because because of how productive, you know, Dalvin's been like four straight thousand yard seasons. The guy's insane. Oh yeah, and that's with like tons of injury. Like Dalvin gets injured yeah. every year and still oh, yeah. has a thousand yard rushing and still has five hundred mm-hmm. yards catching. Like the dude is like, I mean, I I think he's the best running back in the entire league uh, outside yeah. of Christian McCaffrey. So yeah, and it's crazy. You know, like people like how long it's been like. Oh, they they cut this guy, and he hasn't signed yet. So, um, that's gonna be that. That's what I think that these backs are waiting for, and uh, it'll be interesting to see where they end up. Um, I'm excited to get kind of get back into fantasy mode now. I think we're less than seventy days away from the NFL season, um, so getting back into fantasy mode and preparing for a big tournament in December. Um, is going to be my new focus. Your new focus, uh, because you're a you're a champion. You're the winner of the Oasis Games RCQ. Uh, so congratulations to you. If you want to talk to Patty about fantasy football, you want to talk to him about sharks in blue white decks where sharks don't belong. You can do that in the Heasy Game Media Discord. Uh, you can head over to Patreon, Patreon.com/HeasyGameMedia. Just support all of the content, whether it's this. It's a fun fact. Uh, people might not know this. I actually pay out of pocket for hosting for things like drafting archetypes, constructive criticism. Um, you know, I, I, I don't I don't actually make a lot of money on these these podcast endeavors, despite what the, the Patreon numbers might say. So if you want to support all that content, uh, the streams, all that stuff, head on over to patreon.com slash he's a game media. Uh, nerd fact of the week, though, is on you this week, Patty B. Yeah, so um, I was getting the show notes ready for this week, and I saw an article on Forbes about Dragon Prince, right? Um, so we had talked about how um, this is one of the most acclaimed, like, diverse shows, right? That's been one of the the um, the great things. But it they say it just keeps getting better. Season three of this epic uh Epic tale of magical elves, gargantuan dragons, and ancient enmity. Uh, uh, yeah, between the races of men and the magical creatures of Zadia, only pushes the story further and deeper while expanding the world wider. Um, they literally say it's the best 
fantasy show on TV. So that was really cool to to see and yeah, I mean, I one I think that uh you know, the, obviously um Patty you weren't on for our Avatar reviews, right? But like we have the mm-hmm. same writers uh of Avatar and Legend of Korra and this like really beautiful thing that they got to kind of express themselves here. Um, but I, I don't want to go too deep into this because I think that we'll get into the season, but it is cool mm-hmm. to see recognition uh, outside of kind of the nerdy community for something like this. Right. And also um, I saw with, with the recognition, it has a super high um, score on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it was a hundred percent. Click here. I had lost the link. Um, it was a hundred percent by the like official reviewers and a ninety-three percent audience score. So like those are those are super high, crazy numbers, um, which is yeah, good. Those are Dalvin Cook numbers, man. <laughs> uh, so Patty, we have a weird thing that happened where Spotify changed our sponsor situation and i don't understand what's happening because we're getting ads and monies but we no longer have an ad read so we don't have like an individual sponsor anymore like this podcast was sponsored by anchor anchor was Mm. bought by spotify spotify anchor turned into spotify podcaster and now ads just play on our podcast we're not like in control of them anymore Got it. Okay. So we need new we need we need new sponsors. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about a nerdy podcast. If you want to sponsor one episode, if you want to sponsor a hundred episodes, uh, that would be impressive because we haven't hit a hundred episodes yet. But whatever you want to do, we want to know about it because we're looking for new sponsors. I don't know why I just came from Brooklyn all of a sudden, but here we are, and we're talking about Dragon Prince. Dragon Prince Season 3, Patty B. It is a war of men, dragons, elves, magic, and children. Long ago, the five nations lived together in harmony. But everything changed when the worm attacked. All right. The worm? Yeah, did you watch the show, Patty B? There's a I, I did. worm. On... In the show notes, it says the worm, and I was confused. Oh, well, <laughs> you know what? I don't feel like the audience needed to know that I had a typo in the show notes. That's okay. But, uh, Big Worm, uh, Spiderweb on an eyeball, uh, attacks. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. What is this? This is the culmination of the show. What's really interesting about this, and we'll get, you know, before we get into the spoilers of, like, the end of the show, this (laughs) is the culmination of the Dragon Prince. Like, this, this specific season is actually the end of the Dragon Prince. It is, it is the end of that show. Um, and it is the the finale of of three seasons of of Dragon Prince. Yeah, um, they changed the. It's still coded. Uh, there is a season four, but they've cha- they changed the name to the Mysteries of Erebos. So I almost kind of think of it like Star Wars, where like you've got your trilogies. I think that's what they're kind of doing. Is like here's a trilogy story, trilogy story, like, and then by seasons and yeah it's great yeah so with that being said what are your kind of like 
I'll let you go first. Don't get into spoilers for the people who maybe yeah. haven't watched this yet. But like, what were your first impressions? Oh, that is interesting. Uh, what were your first impressions of this show? Of this yeah. season? Really? Um, so it's still it still rings true. This doesn't change uh, from season one as far as the show is still very diverse. It is one of the most diverse, if not the most diverse show um fantasy wise um and because it is made by the creators of avatar um it has a lot of that same tone and feel and vibe um and it's an absolute home run banger of a show yeah i i have a very different first impression of this season than the rest of them uh and i'm not sure why I thought this season was uh, forgettable. And I think the reason is because I think it's bloated. Uh, and we'll, we'll kind of get into that. Um, I've now watched this season three times. And it it feels like the, the... The... If you were to watch... Let, let me say it this way. If you were to watch the first episode of season three and the last episode of season three, it wouldn't feel that way. But if you watch the first three episodes of season three and the last three episodes of season three, you would be so lost as to how you got there. Like, if you Mm. skipped the middle three episodes, you'd be like, how did we get here? And I also think just watching it again, uh, my first impression's were that it was bloated uh i'll just say that i think it's bloated i think i think there's a problem with these with this season not that it's bad like i'm not saying it's bad i think it's just bloated is the only word that i can think of without like sounding like i'm like tearing it down because i'm not going to uh and i would say that it's also chaotic like the because it's so bloated a lot happens really fast like really, uh-huh. like it goes like, it goes like, here's this thing, here's this thing, here's this thing, here's this thing, here's this, and it's like, oh my gosh, we didn't have time to breathe at all. Yeah, I, I've got some thoughts on that, um, and it, it'll, it will likely come in the could be in my could be betters, um, but it's, it's something that we've talked about a lot with with this show in particular, uh, uh, with the first two seasons. Yeah, I think we will be on the same page. Let's go into yeah. spoiler time, though. I want to talk about high-level overall impressions. What, like, you know, it with spoilers allowed, we've talked about your first impressions, but your first impressions and your overall impressions are going to be really, really similar. You've only watched the season one time, other than, mm-hmm. the, you know, the beginning of uh, the episode that you were watching when we, you know, when you couldn't hear me when we started recording. Oh, yeah. I, I always like to have something on, and while I was getting all the links and stuff together, it's like, all right, I'll turn on the season again, kind of go back and and uh, and revisit. Um, but yeah, I, I I think a lot of what you said is is the case. Um, I think we get uh, a lot of um, closure, right? Like they do tie up a few things. We and some of the tension that was um, has been brewing for the last two seasons. Um, a lot happens, but um, 
it's all it's all all good things all good things yeah i I think for me like my overall impression of this season is that it's too short um yeah and obviously like all of these seasons are they're all nine episodes right like that's just how they do this but this specific season i think this was a complaint that you had with the first season a lot you were Mm -hmm. like this was too short it needed to be longer but Mm -hmm. I, i actually did feel that in this season where you go from like the first episode felt really well paced, for example. That's the one where we meet the old King of the Dragons. He's blinded now. Soul. You learn how yeah. Soul was blinded. Like, you learn a lot of things. And it mm-hmm. feels so well paced. And then you get to, like, episode three, right? The one where we learn that Rayla uh, is uh, banished. I don't know what the word that like, the, they use in the show is, but, like... yeah. The episode's called Ghost. And my problem here is you watch these first three episodes, right? And and this is the thing that I said, like, later, is that, like, you get to the battle. Or, like, let's let's say you skip to episode eight. Right? Like, it, like mm-hmm. let's say that, like, uh, rather than this being a Netflix show, it's like a weekly TV show, and you just happen to miss some weeks. There's, mm-hmm. you would be so lost in this season. Because not only like and and not only there, but like you have these this like oh man, so much happens. It's actually crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Like you have the you have the the desert uh, travel. You have like there's so much travel, and I don't know. Like, right? They like go. They like go through all of Zidia. <laughs> it's so wild. Like. Like you, you could have done a whole season on them just going through Zadia, but right. instead, so much happens, and I, I don't know. Like my overall impression of this season is that, um, I don't know that it could have been two seasons. Like I actually, that is, it, it's not a problem. Like I think the season is good, but I mm-hmm. definitely think it could have been eighteen episodes instead of nine. Yeah. Or even just like man, like a standard, like TV release of like, I want like twenty episodes, right? Like, I, you're right. I mean, I said eighteen, but like obviously it could have been twenty. Um, uh, who? And, and anything from a high level before we kind of get into favorite characters and stuff. Um, no, you've covered a lot of the things that that I was thinking about. Um, there's there's so much that happens in this show and. Um, some things keep reoccurring from season one and two that just that are good, bad, and I, I don't know. It's I will say I actually think the love story for Rayla uh, is really good. Like it actually yes. is really believable, which is impressive because they fit it. Like it goes from like last season where you're like, "Will they? Won't they?" to this season mm-hmm. where it's really believable. Like it, it like. Like the like this the the spe- specifically, I, we'll we'll get into it when we have favorite storylines. But like, mm-hmm. I do I do actually think it's really believable. Right where they go, it's it's all will they won't they last season and then this season it's yes yeah they will, and it works and it's great. Uh, who's your favorite character this season? Uh, my favorite character this season is Ezrin. Um, so there's a lot going on at home when he re- returns home. Um to lead um 
with uh, the different, so his kingdom and then, um, I forget what the name of the other, like, other human kingdom is that, like, wants revenge on Zadia. Um, that um, there's that, that that dichotomy of, like, he wants to um, do the right thing and everyone's telling him how to lead and, and um, undermining him, you know, writing him off because he's a child. Um, but he, like, eventually, like, puts his foot down and um, does what he wants to do as king. And um, I, I love Ezra's storyline in this season. I'm I'm just going to piggyback on this. My favorite character is Anea, like, by a substantial margin. Uh, mm-hmm. Anea is the other child uh, royalty. She right. is mm-hmm. the queen of Durin. And, Durin, that's right. Uh, she is my favorite character by a, a pretty substantial margin. One, I think that she has like some of the best one-liners in the sh- in this season, where she's mm-hmm. like, I may be a child, but at least I know how to lead or something like that. She says that to... Uh, oh my gosh, why am I forgetting the villain's name? Uh, holy crap, what is his name? Oh, Viren. Um... Oh, there we go. Uh, she, she tells Viren off. She's like, yeah, I may be a kid, but like, you are not a leader. So... And like leading is more than like I, it, she she's my favorite character in the season, and she I think she might have the like the least screen time of the important characters, uh, mm-hmm. so huge huge W, and it's for a lot of the same reasons, right? Like Ezra makes really hard choices, and she also, in her limited screen time, makes really tough choices, but leads in a really important way. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what? What's your? I, I guess I'll go first on favorite storylines. I think that there are some really good ones to pick in this season. Mm-hmm. But the the love the I don't know. I I think that Rayla Rayla's romance is like I don't know her. She, there's, there is something about Rayla that I, I don't know that I noticed this, like, watching the first time that I watched this, uh, but, like, by this third time that I watched it, I really felt like Rayla took initiative when someone needed to take initiative, and Mm -hmm. it made, it pushed the story forward, and not only because of their romance, but, like, her specifically uh it it i don't know their romance pit it was so believable that like she's like i liked you already and now you're finally saying something callum so now i can do this it like it it was it felt natural that that would be how this happened i don't know if that makes sense yes yeah that tracks where now now she's she's free to to do more like it happens in i mean a lot of relationships where when when that finally does happen where someone says i love you right 
Well, it I don't just, even, like, that's not even what happened, right? Up. He just was, com- like, Callum was just complimenting her. Like, well, I guess, no. I guess you're right. I guess at the end, he did actually admit his love. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, once you get past that, like, barrier, that wall, like, then your options are open and you can you can forge new paths together and it's great. Yeah, and, and honestly, like, Callum is... Uh, I don't know, he's he's kind of like me in some ways, or he's like a little long in the tooth and like can't get his point across. And so the second he does, she's like, okay, well, I reciprocate this, let's just go. And I, I don't know, I just yeah. really appreciate that about Rayla. Yeah, the like taking initiative and and being the leader that she's really kind of meant to be, but it isn't, you know, because of her current predicament with her... Um, with her family and um yeah i, I think her, her community it's not just her like it's not just their love story because i do think that that is the key part that pushes the story forward but mm-hmm. uh her in particular she needs to become what she is at the, like in order for any of this to happen it's on rayla to seize an initiative multiple times and i think that she does it because this thing that was bugging her in the last season where she was like, I think I have feelings, but I don't know if they're reciprocate. Like, I, it, like it, it, it's this thing that's tossing in her. And then in this season, she's like, okay, it's reciprocated. Let's go get the thing done. Yeah, definitely. And a lot of that too, um, there's, there's two parts of that. There's the love story part. There's also where she thought that her family had failed, right? Like to um, protect the, the dragon prince um before but you know she learns that i guess her like her mother's sacrifice was um was not unsuccessful right that they that they um they they were able to get you know the the egg to safety so yeah totally like the whole the whole thing it it is it, it is often like things are thrust upon rayla and i think that that's funny because we just talked about a love story. Uh, but I think that it is like it. She handles it so well. Uh, mm-hmm. She's she's her her story specifically. I think is the story of season three for me. But I actually really mm-hmm. like yours too because I think that there are is another side where this happens. So why don't you talk about that really quick? Yeah. So my favorite storyline this season uh, was for a character that I haven't been a huge fan of in previous seasons right and like now that we have this kind of like wrap up uh it's switched right so like season one i was all in on like oh claudia's the best right like um but now we've completely like flipped it around where it's like how does this keep happening with her with viren just like puppet stringing her along like how do you keep falling for this and soren um who was had his puppet strings was doing you know whatever his, his dad asked him to had those realizations and you know has made the choice to do what's right um in part because of the mercy that Ezrin showed and to them right when they were prisoners he he spared all their lives um and um he's he's now free to see what is wrong and do the right thing 
and he makes that choice to do the right thing, and I love that. Yeah, I, so I, I I think that I mean the the moment this happens right is when the humans transform, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, "Ooh, that's not for me." Yeah, he's like, "This is this isn't right. Like, this isn't how we get to where we want to go." Um, no, it's it's interesting. I I think that Sorin, you go you go from season two right where you have this. Like, is he paralyzed? Like, is he okay? Like, mm-hmm. is healed? And like, I don't know. I think that while they make jest of this moment for him, it is really real to him. And you mm-hmm. see that bear out in season three. Like, he, he has a real growth from that moment. And right. I, I think that, like, if you... I, I, I specifically, the like, I think the moment that maybe you liked that uh, we haven't mentioned yet is in when they're visiting their dad in jail. Right. Like, right. And, and you're like, okay, dad, you said this thing. And then his dad, like just gaslights the freaking heck out of him. Right. And I, I think that you go from like, I'm paralyzed. Will I ever walk again to my dad gaslighting me to like, okay, I guess we're doing this to like, I'm not, I'm not doing like, this is, mm-hmm. this just isn't happening. Um, right, and I think that you know, as I mean, we both have parents, and you know, we're 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 you know, because we're humans, right? And I I think that Soren and Claudia are both really relatable, in that you know, it's two sides of the same coin. Where it's like, I just want to believe that what my parents are teaching me is the truth, like mm-hmm. that's all I want in the world, and sometimes. Um, Oh man, I'm really glad this podcast isn't for kids because there's a truth here is that sometimes your parents aren't teaching you the truth. They think it's right. I, I don't think that anyone would watch the show and ve- think that Viren is the type of villain that's like, haha, I'm a bad guy, let's go. No, Viren is very much in the belief that he is in the right. It's what mm-hmm. makes him a pretty good villain. And his right. he... he he is doing what he thinks he thinks he has to do for his kids. Right. And so when you watch Soren and you watch Claudia, it's like, I don't know. It makes them relatable. It's like, I want so bad to believe you dad, because you're my dad. Right. And we, and we have family and we have family members like that, right? Where it's, it, it, you've, you've got the, the ones who like go along and, and, trust their parents and and are still you know uh, drinking the kool-aid as it were um and it's so hard not to right it's like yeah what 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 more could you want in the world than to i don't know like we grow up with our parents as our heroes Mm -hmm. and so nobody wants their hero to fall in their own eyes and soren has to come to the realization that that his hero in a lot of ways has fallen Right. And I think maybe it's easier for not, I wouldn't say easier for Soren to have that realization, but like, because um, Claudia is a mage and um, you know, her dad's a mage, they, they share that same, you know, dark magic. Um, and so there's maybe like a different connection there for her that like Soren doesn't have that allows him to kind of break free. Yeah. 
Uh, so those are our favorite storylines. We got Lovitz and Could Be Better. So we're going to do Could Be Better first. This is not a thing where we like tear down the thing that we're talking about. It's just like things that we wish would change. And it's going to be pretty obvious what mine is. This yeah. this season was way too short. And I'm just going to go over like major storylines really quick to explain how short the season was. So just episode by episode. So, so region, great pacing. Like the whole episode, it's it's probably one of the best episodes in the whole series. Uh, mm-hmm. The Crown, what just happened? Like Ezra is back, like all these things happen. Like it's so like, oh, okay, this is happening. Ghost, okay, another huge major plot point. Uh, mi- the Midnight Desert, slow paced. Like this part of the season, it slows down again. You are mm-hmm. going through the desert. Like, it's going to take a long time. Obviously, it slows down. Uh, Heroes of Masterminds. Uh, what the heck? We're, we're now, like, we're now super speeding through the desert. Like, <laughs> through the whole thing. Uh, what's also happening during all of this is that is that Viren keeps telling stories of the past to fill in, like, context. While mm-hmm. all of this is happening. And so you get like Thunderfall, which is mostly a story like of that. Uh, then you've got like, finally they get to the Dragon Queen's Lair. And I want to be clear that we're at the Dragon Queen's Lair at, at episode seven. And mm-hmm. while that's happening, the humans are marching also towards there. Right. Oh my gosh. Then you've got, like, this, this uh, you know, people getting together. And then you got this battle. It is. And then the battle. You have the whole, the whole Sunfire Elves. Oh, my like, gosh. I haven't even mentioned that. Like, the line. whole thing yeah. happens in, like, that's why I think the last three episodes specifically, the Hearts of Cinder, Dragon Guard, and the final battle, you're like, it's just a whirlwind. And yeah. and and the, the reason that it, the only reason this could be better for me is, like, you have like uh, Ezrin flying to them on a thing where it took them how long to get there, and it's like I don't. know, It makes like the middle three episodes worthless. You're like, why did we even have these middle three episodes? If all you needed to do was jump on a thing and fly there, like why didn't you just stay with that dragon that's already there? Like they get there and the dragon from episode season two's there. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it. It's fine. Like, it's not, like, I'm obviously emoting quite a bit, and it's fine, but it is a lot. Like, and there are contextual issues, there are, the only reason that it's a problem is because it's too short. Right? Right. Like, if they just, like, if they just had three more episodes, it would probably fix it. It doesn't even have to be double the size. Like, uh, mm. and the thing is, is when you have this problem, like in season one, for example, I was like, ah, it's kind of whatever, like, you know, it's, sure. sh- it's short, whatever, but it actually becomes a problem when you have to wrap up the story and then you do it like this. Right. I think I was saying before that, like, um, it kind of like compounds, right. You, you kind of feel that way in season one. Right. And then in season two, it's just kind of like a, a bell curve. Um, or, or uh, expedient, whatever, bad at math, um, where it just kind of ramps up and just like exponentially gets more 
compacted and and rushed right those those problems keep compounding and it's you feel it more well what's so here's the thing that's wild to me is like if you watch the first episode of season three there's just that episode like by itself you're like oh this is really well paced this is Mm -hmm. like a thing of beauty like this season's gonna be so good and even by episode three you're like oh man this is like gonna be the best season and then you get to yep. the end and you're like, holy crap, so much happened, and I only watched nine hours of content. Like, I don't know. It, it's a lot, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm i interested in your could be better, though, because I think you uh, – that was my only one. Like, I, I think yeah. the season's really good, and we'll get to that during the Love It's, but it is way too short. Uh, your could be better is interesting to me, though. Talk to me about it. Well, yeah, and I think we talked a little bit about it before, and talking through kind of, like, why Claudia is the way she is, like, I, I get it, but it doesn't make me any less upset that she just keeps falling for her dad's stupid shit. Like, I don't know how else to, like, that, um... Can I? I, I because Claudia was one of my favorite characters yeah. like, in season one, and now she's like my most hated, worst characters. And... Well, I, I have a question. One of the things that yeah. like I've been trying to do on this podcast, both with you and with Wes and like everybody, is to not have the like this be a segment where we tear down each other's could be betters or like defend yeah. thing, right? Because like that's a valid thing. Like you, it bugs you that she keeps doing this, right? Yeah, but I, I I have a question because it bugs me too, and I'm like, do we think the story would be better if Claudia didn't fall for her dad? I I think so. I I think it could be. Um, well, the story literally wouldn't continue. So you mean? Oh, I mean, like the her, literal her final scene, be... she saves her dad, right? Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm legitimately yeah asking. I get I get what you're saying. Well, I'm I'm not even sure what I. That's good because I'm not sure what I'm saying. I I actually am genuinely wondering: is the story better if both kids ditch Viren? Right? Like, I I think it could be. I think Viren doesn't necessarily have to. He could uh, flee right with um with Erevals, kind of like lose the battle. And have the his worm own... grows wings, he flies away. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> the worm doesn't just fly away by itself, right? But like with with Viren, and then they can build and not make it just like, oh, dad's doing whatever for his kids. But now maybe maybe Viren is more um, goes you know an extra mile and does you know, more horrible things um, in in freeing Erevo. Like, I, so I haven't finished season four yet, so I don't mm-hmm. actually know what happens after this. I... Me either. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I haven't I, either. Um, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens, because you mentioned, you know, the caterpillar uh, growing wings and flying away. Um, yeah, spoilers. And... Come on, man. We're not talking about this. You said that. I know, but I was saying in this moment, not I wasn't giving season four spoilers. 
I, we don't know we, what we, happened. We already know there's a cocoon. Yeah. Like that that's the thing that's yeah. in this season. Uh here, here's the thing. I I don't know what the answer is for Claudia. Like is is yeah. is the show better because there are those two sides of the coin that we talked about, or would the show be better if uh I don't know. This is something Dolores Umbridge taught me, which is like mm-hmm. I, you have to be able to have characters that you hate. And you have yeah. to hate... Like, you have to... It It is... I don't know. To make a comparison, since you mentioned Dolores Umbridge, Claudia kind of feels like Draco in the, like, last few books. Right? Uh, or, you know, or films. Right? Where he's just kind of well, are we talking books or films? Because that's like, actually like kind of important. Because in the in the films, fair. Draco literally gives Harry a wand to fight Voldemort. So like, that is not how it happens in the books. So yeah, we we like. What were you saying about Draco? He he just feels like he's like a pawn to his dad and is yeah. um just doing whatever at his father's whim, especially once they've been exiled, like once he, once he leaves school, right? That's kind of the vibe that I'm, I'm getting with, with Claudia. And like, I just, I, I, I think it would, it might be, it might be better as a unified front with the kids, um, you know, finally breaking free. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm not sure. Like, I, I, I think that this, I, I can understand your could be better, and I will be interested to see how season four plays out. Right. I also could see, kind of in the way that um, we mentioned, you mentioned like a, a Dolores, sometimes you need that villain to hate. I, I, so I think that that could happen if Viren had been able to, you know, was went off with Erebos and, you know, um, just became like the most evil thing ever, right? And I could also see a really cool storyline with Claudia coming to terms with the ramifications of using her dark magic and by, by, by trying to, to be good. Right. And, and going against her father. Yeah. Um, she could kind of have gain that knowledge. I do, like, I do oh. think that Claudia thinks that she's doing the right thing the whole time though. Right. So I, you, but like, it it is annoying to watch people be stupid, and I totally understand why that's yeah. Especially when it's like your favorite character from season one, right? Like, right, yeah. Uh, love it. What is your biggest love it from this season? Oh man, there are so many. Um, I I do love one of my first ones. We talked about it before. I love that the romantic tension was finally uh, released, as it were. Um, that like. I thought the way they did it the, the, is like so like it was just it like was hyping brilliant. her up too. Like it, it was so good. Yeah. Um man, I loved Zim. There I I I loved all the characters that I had mentioned before with um in season one, so I forget his aunt's name. Um that that has a, a bit of a conclusion, right, where she's kidnapped by the, the fire elves or the sunfire elves. Kidnapped. Uh, there are some great stuff. Taken as a lover, you know. Things. Yeah, there's so many awesome things that happen in this series. 
I just I, I just love it. Yeah, I mean, we talked like I'll just jump on top of some of these. Like we talked about like the diversity and stuff. Like like we have you know LGBT representation here. We've got. I I actually was thinking about this the other day. I was like, is there even another show where a, like a a deaf person has this much representation? Like, I can't. Find I don't think so. One. Like, oh, there's there's stuff for like people in wheelchairs. There's stuff for like, I don't know, other things. But like, I cannot think of a show where a deaf person is like this important to the storyline. Yeah. It, it, I don't know, like, uh, as somebody that, like, will be blind one day, like, I hope that before that happens, that I get to see, you know, like, a blind person have that kind of representation. Uh, it's a huge love. I'm with like, you. Like, uh, I, I, I also, uh, one of my huge loves is actually the Claudia Soren kind of swap. In this season, I really liked that. Where like Soren was falling for her dad, for their dad, and then now Claudia. Like it was, I did not see it coming the first time I watched this. Where mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it felt like she was the good guy, and then turns out to like really just be a dum dum, <laughs> a nincompoop. Uh, any other loads that you have before I keep going on mine? Um, I, I loved, um, that Callum got a better, like, was able to expand the use of his magic. Yeah. Um, I, I think that was a really cool, um, way, especially, you know, to, to save the person that he loves when she's like he's finally able to do the thing yeah um like that is that is super cool again just yeah their 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 love is a huge part of this season and it yeah it's really cool i i have a love it that's kind of about callum but it's actually just about the cast like i really like that this show and this season in particular is not about one like there's uh, there's clearly not a main character in the dragon prince and I kind of like that. Like, it's it's almost like reading a book, you know, where, like, there are, like, when you read a, like, when you read a book with multiple POVs, like, this show feels like that. Where, like, the storylines make up the show rather than, like, the show is not about Callum, even though Callum is obviously the main character. Um, but, like, we mentioned Callum, like, twice, like, during this show. And mm-hmm. I think that's because the, the writing is so good that you care about Ezra and you care about, uh, you know, I mean, my favorite character this season was Anea, right? And, like, oh, that's mm-hmm. actually a huge love, too. We'll get into that. Uh, like, you care about all of these other characters, and while Callum is figuring out Callum it is surrounded by really good storylines. Yeah. I kind of like a visual that I put in my head, I got in my head was like parallel lines all going the same direction and then converging on each other at points Mm -hmm. and then 
then continuing separately. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I like that. I, I, uh, I, I also just a huge love. It was the Anea Lord of the Rings moment. Like, like you remember when like the you know Gan Gandalf comes in the two towers and like saves the day with the writers of Rohan. Like she very mm, much mm-hmm. had that moment, and it was really cool. Right. I don't know. It was it that that's all I thought of. That. I was like, that's oh, the writers of Rohan. That's really cool. I don't know. Yeah, that that is pretty cool, especially you know we've been the Lord of the Rings has been very in the forefront, um, and so that's a that's a really cool connection to make. Uh, that yeah, that was we're here to save the day. It was uh, awesome. Will, will any time that like an an army shows up. To save the day, it, that we just associate that with the Riders of Rohan. I mean, now I will. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying Sweet. to think. I'm trying to think of another time that happens. Like, is there another big moment where, like, oh, you know what? There is uh, the Battle of the Bastards when uh, mm. Sansa shows up with the veil. Right. Yeah. But once again, I think I didn't think of that. I thought of the writers of Rohan. Yeah, uh, Rohan greater than sign the veil. That's because the veil sucks. So it, well, it it, just, it well it just gets the the recognition, and that's how we associate. It, it, it's just interesting, kind of like a uh, like the thought process of like, oh, this this comes to save the day. We think of one specific um, fantasy like time when it happened and use that as the association i actually wonder i was just gonna say i wonder which of them won more awards because i think the battle of the bastards might have won like the most awards of any single episode of tv ever Mm -hmm. but lord of the rings won all of its uh oscars as a trilogy at the end with return of the king Mm -hmm. so i actually wonder if Game of Thrones won more awards, or if Lord of the Rings won more awards, I can look it up and uh, ooh, we can. I'll put that in the. Uh, um, so co- when we're done, so when uh, I post the video to YouTube, in the comments, post uh, your thought, and I'll share it on the next uh, episode. The results. It'll also be Patty's poll on Spotify. Okay, nice. Yeah, I. I it has. Here's my thought. Is that it? Like it has to be uh, Game of Thrones, just because there's more seasons than there were like movies, and all of Lord of the Rings came from the Return of the King, right? Like obviously, sure. Return of the Queen, the Return of the King swept the Oscars. Like it won literally mm-hmm. every award the, of that Oscars. Uh, yeah, I'm curious. I'm. I actually wonder. Which, which, so yeah, without looking up the the information because that's cheating, <laughs> no cheating. Uh, yeah, let us know, leave a comment. Uh, that's it for love it. Uh, let, so we're gonna rate it on a scale of zero to five. We've never given anything a zero. How would you rate this season, Patty B? So, thinking of season, like looking because. I looked at some of our, our previous notes as far as like what I had rated things. I rated season one a four. I think I gave season two a four point five. I think I'm gonna have to revert back to like a four or a, 
like the show is great. I loved so much about it, but just like season one, where I had those initial feelings of man, this feels really cramped and bloated, that like it the it's 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 more glaring now than before. Um and and really threw off the pace. So I can't really yeah, give it more I, than a four. I, I'm the same. I'm gonna give it a four too. And and here's the thing is that it's really good. Like it, like <laughs> if if you haven't watched the Dragon Prince, you just like listened to these episodes for some reason and like you have like you should watch the first three seasons. Like mm-hmm. it, it it is a culmination of the show and like you don't even need to watch season four. Like you could skip the literal last seconds of this season and just say i watched the show um but yeah it is too cramped like there too much happens and it happens really fast so uh you can find me at spencer 38 you can find patty b at patty b mpg you can find us both in the discord in the link in the show notes where you can tell patty b uh why dalvin cook should be on the Dallas Cowboys in order to uh, help them uh, realize that their quarterback sucks and that uh, he's been the problem the whole time uh, and he's a bad sport and that uh, nobody should root for him. Uh, You could also, uh, you know, talk about things like Magic the Gathering and why you shouldn't put three mana, uh, two, four sharks in your deck uh, in that Discord. So... Uh, <laughs> it's still a lot of heinous BS right there. Uh, you can like heresy, like and subscribe to the podcast, and leave it a review if you get the chance. Uh, it actually helps the podcast a ton if you can leave a review. Mm-hmm. Um, it is literally the best way to support the show. Uh, you can also head on over to Patreon. Thank you, Patty B, so much for talking finance and Fortnite with me. Uh. We'll see y'all next week with another episode of the Need to Nerd podcast.